Do you remember Woodstock? Well, many of today's college students don't, but in a way to kind of remind people how classic that was, there's an event coming up, Woodstock, yesterday and today. And to talk about that, I'm joined by UConn music professor Mary Ellen Junda. Mary Ellen, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. And how do you teach Woodstock music to a generation that wasn't alive when Woodstock took place? Oh, thanks for having me this morning. It's been an exciting semester. Uh, we have a group of students who have uh, decided they wanted to learn something new. And uh, not only do they learn about music but um, and the Woodstock Music Festival, but they learned about the critical events and history and culture that led up to that festival. And we're joined by half of our group is community members that have um, inspired us and um, and might know a little bit more about Woodstock than our students do. So that combination is a really healthy one, and we enjoy learning together. Well, let me get first person on this, Mary Ellen. What do you remember about Woodstock? I don't. I was a little younger than that. I do remember um, older um, teenagers. I was just 12, wanting to go. I remember my sister was 15, and we were in northern New Jersey, and she almost pitched a ride to get up there, but she did not go. But I do remember it was a big event, and I do remember teenagers coming home to our community and talking about it a lot. And I do remember the music that became very popular and the groups that became very popular as a result of it. So tell me about the event coming up to remember Woodstock yesterday and today. Well, it started because Earth Tones is a, a different kind of vocal ensemble. We have a cappella ensembles at UConn that are very popular, and we also have um, classical choirs, and we also have the Voices of Freedom. Earth Tones fits in using a little bit. We only cover one topic per semester, and we take that topic and we explore it in more depth, and they have lectures along with their rehearsals. So um, they really have a, a grounding at what happened during the 60s that led up to this critical event. And many of them are not familiar with this music. In fact, it's all new for them. A rock style is all new for them. Um, we were inspired to do this because we had done two concerts for Vietnam veterans, and we had known um, before the pandemic and realized there was a lot of music involved at that time that was um, really talked about what was happening culturally and historically in that period. And so we moved, we wanted to do Woodstock in 2020, but the pandemic came and we closed down. So we brought it back in 2023. And I assume that even though it was not part of the music of Woodstock, would the Joni Mitchell song about Woodstock that later became a hit be included in the music by Earth Tones? Yes, yes. In fact, it's going to open the show, but I usually don't. And um, and because it's a, her reflection on what happened at that event, and she missed it. And um, I think she missed it to go on the Dick Cavett show, if I remember correctly. And I think others who missed it really felt that they um, missed something that was really, really special, considering all that went on at that time, bringing people together, almost a half of a million people, 500,000 people together for a relatively safe event with no um, anger or malice against each other. People helping out each other is really critical. And I think that this topic is relevant today because many of our students, you know, were um, during COVID, they did not get out. And so reconnecting to others is really very important. It's for us to reconnect with our students, to reconnect with community members, and to reconnect with our audience. 
Three days of peace and music, the Woodstock Music Festival. And again, it went on for three days. There was a ton of music there. And John Sebastian, Canned Heat, Richie Havens, Country Joe McDonald, Joan Baez, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Crosby, Stills, and Nash also. Uh, Santana, 10 years after. I go on forever how many great people have been there. Joe Cocker, Sly and the Family Stone. Obviously, you can't do all that in one show. So how do you pare it down to get the very best realization of what it was like back there in 1969? That's a good question. I, I always base it on um, students' abilities and their interests. So we, whatever we want to do, we want to do as authentic as possible. And if we can't pull that off, uh, we're, we just can't do that song. So we do have someone who actually embodies Joe Cocker. <laughs> we have one who has Roger Daltrey, and they kind of pick their tunes and we build it around them. So um, that makes sure, that makes sure that we try to give an, as authentic a performance as we can, and the audience realizes that you know they're really invested in the songs that they've chosen. So I start with a list, and I see what I have no idea who's going to come into the group. Right? There's no auditions. Everybody comes in. We have people who have never sung before, and we have people who are experienced singers. We, but most of them, if not. I don't think any of them have really sung rock before. So this is a, a big step for them, and I want to make sure that they feel comfortable doing what they're doing, that they really understand the songs and can fully participate in singing them with emotion and, um, and being totally engaged so that uh, we bring our audience along on this musical journey. So the music of Woodstock performed by the Earth Tones Vocal Ensemble. I got the feeling of what you said a moment ago, Mary Ellen, that Yes, they will be singing a lot of the music from Woodstock, but there'll also be perhaps a little bit of narration, a little bit of vocalization in there to explain some of the context of what they're singing about. Yeah, we have um, John Murphy's agreed to MC for us a bit, and we have three um, members of our Yukon community, Ken Best, whom you're familiar with, who is um, who really is an expert on the Woodstock period, and um, two Yukon grads, Chris Malis and uh, George Jacoby, who are local, who have come to practically all of our rehearsals and coached our uh, ensemble, uh, both telling them stories about Woodstock and um, coaching them on, on their musical performance. And so they will be a part of our um, concert as well. So this event's coming up this Saturday, April 22nd, Earth Day, at 6.30 at Vondermaden Recital Hall. Is there an admission charge? No, we've kept it free, keeping along with tradition. <laughs> so Earth Tones, the vocal ensemble, is it a cappella? Will there be musical accompaniment? Uh, we have some great musicians accompanying us. We have Patty Tewitt on guitar, along with Frank Varela. We have Mike Atzel, who's local um, on bass. We have um, Bob Bloom, who is local in stores, who has helped us tremendously in forming our band. We have Rob Stevens, who's coming up, uh, keyboardist, coming up from New Jersey to help us out. And then we have two students, um, Emma um, Bocciarelli, who's playing keyboard, and Phoebe Thompson, who will be playing flute for us. So it's a full band accompanying the uh, ensemble. Sounds like a great event. Earth Tones, the vocal ensemble, singing the music of Woodstock this Saturday at Von Der Maiden. How do they differ from traditional choirs? Well, rather than starting off with singing, we start off with moving. Um, if the students have had choral training, they've pretty much been taught to stand still and sing, as they remind me. And if they're going to bring authenticity to this performance, they have to be able to move and sing. And for those who have not moved much for the past three years due to COVID, or culturally, that's not part of um, 
what they've been taught to do, that takes more time than you would think. Um, and dancing, and, you know, this is why when we have cultural historians there, such as Chris and George, they help us look, how, what, how do we move? How does, it, how does it look right? How are people moving at that time, dancing at that time, and adding their voices to that? How do the students look angry when there are certain songs that have to have real passion? So this, um, and our concert is not on risers. It's more like a play, a mini musical, and there we will be saying some things from the stage that actually were said from the Woodstock stage. So it's a, um, a full event, right? Um, and we try to make it as engaging as possible. Well, if it's like a play, will Earth Tones have costumes that represent 1969? Oh, they are enjoying doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're having fun getting, you know, bell-bottom jeans and, um, and the sandals that were worn and, um, you know, trying to look like they came out of the 1969 pictures. Uh, we have, um, you know, headbands and scarves and everything else. So that's been a fun part of it. I've still got bell bottoms in the closet, I think, in case you need some more costuming for that. Let me know about that. It must be fun in rehearsing for this performance. What are those rehearsals like? Well, as I said, um, we, you know, we have, we start with singing um, and moving. And then in, at least for the first eight weeks, we have at least um, 40 minutes of a lecture of what was happening during that period. And we started in 1960. And, um, you know, when the twist was the song. And we look at what was happening culturally, what was happening in terms of history, uh, what happened during the period of the 1960s that led up to this event, because you can't understand and portray Woodstock and the performers there unless you know the, their context, right? And, um, and doing it as an isolated event isn't as powerful. So it was really interesting when we went up uh, with two of my um, members to the Bethel Arts Center two weeks ago to see that the Woodstock display there starts around the 19 or late 50s, 1960s and goes through and shows the same thing. So I make sure that the students understand that. And we have discussions about that. The fact that, you know, Yale only invited, you know, had women come to the campus were only in, um, admitted women in 1968 kind of shocks the students, right? So much happened during that time. Um, and even the cult, you know, what the dress, how the dress changed from 1963 to 1968, um, what was happening politically, what was happening with the Vietnam War, what was happening with civil rights is all very, very important to understand that this event brought people together for peace and love that was desperately needed at that time. After 33 years at UConn, this is your final concert. Will Saturday night be emotional for you? Yeah, yeah, it will be. Um, I never thought as a classically trained musician that this is the, the note I'd go out on. But um, um, I do think that this, this group ha brings something different. And, um, and, it's, and I, think, I think this is an important way to reconnect, you know, to connect with our community. Earth Tones often brings in people to Vondermaiden that have not been there before. Audience brings in new audience members, brings in new singers, and, um, and brings in new styles of music that are not typically heard on the Vondermaiden stage. And we are so fortunate that uh, Professor Lisa Clayton, who is in charge of the Voices of Freedom, is going to add her group to our you know, final songs, which will be, I mean, you can't ask for two better groups to be put together there. Um, and I think it'll be very, very exciting. So I'm really pleased that she and her group are going to join us for this send-off. Um, I hope new things happen for uh, the students and they keep 
um, expanding the type of music that's used at Vondermaiden. And, um, and I think it's a nice way to say farewell. Mary Ellen, the vocal ensemble is called Earth Tones. The concert is April 22nd, Earth Day. Is that a coincidence or did you plan it that way? Actually, that's a coincidence. It is. And I, but I do think it's a nice one. And um, several of our uh, students said, you know, if the ensemble continues, that should have been, that should be a topic for one of our next concerts, doing music that's related to Earth and Earth Day. And I thought that was an excellent idea. Don't know if that'll take hold or not, but I think it's a really good idea. Well, you said if Earth Tones continue, I wanted to ask about that because you're officially retired, but your agreement included teaching one final course in the spring, Earth Tones. So do you expect Earth Tones to continue even after you're finished being a music professor at UConn? I don't know. I don't know if it'll continue at UConn, but I hope because I pre- it's been, you know, I've written it up in choral journals. I presented on the concert in um, International Symposium. So I don't know if Earth Tones itself as a group will continue, but I do think its influence on the choral community will be felt. Um, I presented at an international festival um, in Poland two years ago, and then people were so excited about this content that they invited me to present again at the International Festival um, Symposium in, um, that's held this year. So I think there's interest in um, how Earth Tones brings in different types of people and singers that we, or people who didn't think they could sing and um, or afraid to audition for choirs. Several members of Earth Tones have gone on to audition for our choral ensembles because they felt more confident in doing that. So leaving away um, and omitting any kind of audition process opens doors to having new people experience music. And I think that's what uh, an important part of it education should include. What do people with a Yukon music degree in 2023 do 10 years down the road? I think it's a variety of things. I think one, you learn incredible discipline being a music major, right? You're, you have, um, not only do you have to study, but practicing takes up an incredible amount of time. I think many become music educators, both in the public schools and in private practice. I think some go on to, we know some of our students go on to graduate degrees in history and theory. Um, I think many have dual degrees now. So they get a degree in music, but they also have a degree in business. They have a um, degree in uh, digital media or other areas so that they continue their music studies, but they might have another area where they're, they're going to um, be, uh, work, work or have their profession in another area. So I think those dual degrees are very important. And then some go on to be performers. And speaking of performers, we may have heard the voice of one of your famous alums on a CT marketing campaign a few years ago. Uh, yeah, from she was a um, actually a UConn student, Danielle. She um, uh, she she joined us for our Trinidad and Tobago concert, and she is from Trinidad and Tobago, and um, has a, a remarkable voice. Again, another student who um, wouldn't have joined if she hadn't seen something um, that was familiar to her. And um, the, you know, the, uh, I was contacted to find a singer to do their promotional song. And I recommended Daniil, and uh, she went, and I think she did it in one take. <laughs> she was just extraordinary. So she was featured on their uh, commercial and on their recording. Sounds like a fun event to reflect back on Woodstock yesterday and today with music by the Earth Tones Vocal Ensemble. It's at Von der Maiden Recital Hall at the University of Connecticut this Saturday night at 6.30 p.m. It's open to the public. Mary Ellen, sounds like a great program and a great way to go out. Thank you for joining me this morning. 
Thank you so much, Wayne. Have a good week. And I hope I hope we um, people will join us. It's going to be a really wonderful concert. That's UConn music professor Dr. Mary Ellen Junda on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.